Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And we're dad and daughter into our second season now of the football podcast and it'll be coming up to a year that we started it. I think it was in January. Oh, wow. Yeah, so coming up to a year. And uh, yeah, so today we're going to be rounding up again from the top four English divisions, the football results from across the weekend. Overall, it's just a weird season. Don't you think it's going to be a weird season for football? Uh, yeah, in every respect, I think. Yeah, definitely. And do you reckon that means we're going to see an unexpected winner? Uh, potentially, yeah. Potentially. I think I think it might be like another Leicester year where you just get, you don't know what you're going to get this year. So I think it could be an upset. So start off with, I'm going to round up some of the Premier League matches and then we'll go on to have some rants, some raves and obviously some Barnet of the week. Um, so in the Premier League this week, another impressive performance from West Ham after their epic 3-3 comeback versus Spurs last weekend. So obviously it was West Ham 1, Man City 1 and a spectacular acrobatic overhead volley from Antonio who's just started the season fantastically and ended last season really, really well as well. And um, that means West Ham are undefeated in their last four matches, having lost their opening two matches. So I forget that they didn't have the best of starts, but they're playing really, really well at the moment. So as a West Ham fan, they'll be chuffed really because they seem to be seem to have the right kind of balance. We watched the match live and they seem to have got a good um, formation and stuff going on West Ham. Yeah, I think Jack Rice, uh, not really been a great fan of his, but this season he definitely seems to have found his right place, grown in confidence and... Maybe um, as much as Martin Noble is a stalwart for the club, maybe Rice seems to have taken over from Noble a little bit and got a bit more of the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, I think because Mark Noble's on the bench, it shows how much they value Jack Rice. And he's captain as well, Jack Rice. Yeah, good. Yeah, And I noticed obviously Man City played five, won two, drawn two, lost one, which for the start of a City, it's just you, you expect better from them really, I would say. And quite interestingly, they've only scored three goals in their last three Premier League matches. I don't know if that's a result of Aguero being injured, but they just don't seem to be on the like goal spree as they were maybe towards the end of last season, would you say? Yeah, probably missing David Silver as well, creative. Yeah, yeah so um, just an interesting result, really, with a draw. Deserved, I think, for West Ham, for sure. And then also I wanted to mention the Friday night match, Aston Villa nil, Leeds 3. Obviously, Leeds ended Villa's winning start. I'll be talking a little bit more about it later, but a brilliant Patrick Bamford hat-trick and Leeds the second clean sheet of the campaign. And quite interestingly, Leeds fixtures coming up, they've got Leicester, Palace, Arsenal and Everton. So not the easiest of fixtures coming up and they currently sit in fourth on 10 points. I think people forgetting, well, I kind of forget that Leeds are actually very close to the top of the league and obviously you've got Villa and Everton both doing very, very well with Liverpool. So yeah, it was just a good result, I guess, from Leeds, but I watched it back and it couldn't. It could easily have been a different result. I think Aston Villa had their chances, but Bamford, you know some Leeds fans, they've not always been in favour of him, but they'll be um, happy now, won't they? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't sure how many hat-tricks he's scored. But scoring a hat trick in the Premier League, it's uh, you're you know you're in a very uh, elite club, so no matter what you say, you can't knock it. Brilliant. And then on Sunday, you can't really say it wasn't actually that many goals on Sunday. To be fair, obviously Southampton beat Everton two nil, so the last remaining unbeaten record of the Premier League season was ended, as the leaders Everton crashed to defeat against an impressive Southampton at St Mary's, thanks to goals from. James Ward-Prowse and Shay Adams. Noticeably, actually, Danny Ings got two assists and what with Kane. It's going to be interesting to see if 
maybe a centre forward gets the most assists this season. Don't worry about Kevin De Bruyne when you've got Danny Ings and Harry Kane both providing assists for other teammates. And then also Arsenal nil, Leicester won. Vardy, everyone kind of think he was injured, but then he came on and then classic Jamie Vardy scoring the winner. Late 80th minute goal for Leicester uh, coming off the bench and um, sends Leicester within a point of the Premier League summit with the first win at the Gunners' as home since 1973. Um, so again, like I said, not too many goals, but a couple of big three points. And um, I suppose Southampton, most of all, you could say, were the most convincing victories of the day. So that was the roundup from the Premier League. So championships, some good matches again in the championship. Picked a couple, so Stoke versus Brentford. Uh, Stoke, of course, uh, ex-Premier League, only a couple of seasons. This is their third season in the championship consecutive. They've still got a squad, really, that's got lots of what you would call Premier League players in. So I think they are um, a team that really, for lots of reasons, need to get back up. After beating Brentford 3-2 yesterday, they're up to eighth. They were 3-0 up within an hour, actually, so they were coasting, but then Brentford came back with a couple of goals. But Stoke hung on. So, let's say Martin O'Neill, sorry, Michael O'Neill, nine years as Northern Ireland manager, seems to be settling into the groove at Stoke. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Obviously, Brentford are now 10th, not quite sure, 11th, not quite sure where Brentford are going to end up, but they're still scoring goals, having sold the strikers. So, a good five-goal thriller, but uh, Stoke... Eighth position, hopefully uh, heading back towards the Premier League for the Stoke fans. Uh, and then the next one, bit of a mid-table clash at the moment, Huddersfield, Preston. Two teams, again, who could do quite well. You're not quite sure, really. Alex Neal at Preston's guided him to a win yesterday, 2-1 at Huddersfield. The second away win of the week, they won at QPR during the week. Alan Brown got both goals. So really, it's difficult to uh, understand between Huddersfield and Preston exactly uh, who's going to do what. They're in the same position in terms of points, exactly the same pattern of matches, so 1-3, drawn 1, lost 3. They're both exactly the same. In fact, there's four teams in the Championship with that same result pattern, 3-1-3. Three, three. Uh, and if you look at the other two divisions outside the Premier League, all played similar numbers of matches. There's only one other club crew from the other two divisions who've done that, 3-1-3. Three, three. So interesting, actually, that little bunch in the middle, but Huddersfield and Preston... Preston got the best of yesterday, 2-1 winners. Right, time for a rant. Uh, This is where we kind of just get things off our chest, maybe things that have been annoying us from the week. And this is a programme that I love. Look, Match of the Day. My rant is going to be about Match of the Day. I do love Match of the Day. But sometimes, for example, this week, I don't think they got their order of matches. I don't think they prioritised it in the right order. So the last match that they featured was Villa versus Leeds and they barely got any coverage for it. And it was a really rushed commentary for Patrick Bamford's hat-trick and we were saying about how it's a rarity and, you know, it's such a great achievement for him. And they did obviously draw attention to the fact that he scored six goals in Leeds' first six league matches this season. And the last player to do so was in 1992-93. Ex-Leeds player, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have any idea who could have scored Ooh, six um, goals? Might have been Smith. Eric Cantona. Oh, Cantona, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, and it got showed after Man United versus Chelsea, which is nil-nil. I don't know. I just thought that maybe it should have featured a bit higher because obviously Aston Villa are theoretically the higher than Man United and Chelsea. But no, it got showed at the end. It didn't probably get the mo- amount of time I thought it could have got. And uh, I just thought it was a bit of a rush commentary, really. And um, 
I thought maybe it should have come above Man U Chelsea nil nil because that was a bit of a boring match. Yeah, well, that's my rant actually. So really? yeah, my rant is uh, spending ninety three minutes or whatever yesterday watching Man United nil Chelsea nil. Yeah, which, I was nearly uh, going to rant about that. Oh, blimey, it was a bit painful. But I guess it. I, I mean, I really do like Gary Neville's comments, and I think he's incredibly unbiased and uh, very insightful. And two or three times he talked about both teams playing not to lose. And in a season, as you said at the start of the season, that's giving up all sorts of wonderful results and high goal scoring and all sorts of exciting things. It's unusual to go back to the old both teams playing not to lose. So uh, hopefully it's a one-off. They both did need to keep clean sheets and they both did mm. need not to lose. So I suppose they did what they tried. They did what they came to do. But if it had been seventy odd thousand watching it, they'd have been uh, cheated a bit. So. But yeah, so no more, please. Let's have uh, let's have some more exciting football and no more playing not to lose. Because if you look at the amount of money that they spent on the pitch with the uh, Verners and Havertz and all those kind of players, you'd expect goals. So I think we both predicted it wasn't. Good yeah, I just think they set up not to lose, which is a shame, really. Mm. And that was only the second nil nil of the season so far, was it? Yeah, Burnley the other night. Yeah. Yeah, so that's two nil nils now. In what's this, the sixth week or fifth week that we're in? I think, yeah. I mean, there might be some more now. Nil nil might be the most common score. Be, yeah. You never know. <laughs> right, League One. So I've got quite a few matches to mention. Blackpool won MK Dons nil. 66 minute goal from Sele Kai Kai ended Blackpool's run of three straight home defeats. They definitely needed to get a win. Obviously, 1 0 wasn't the most convincing of score lines, uh, but they move up to 17th on seven points and just one point above the drop zone. So, obviously, needed to get the points against a team like MK Dons that have now got back to back losses and they remain second from bottom. So, they're definitely struggling, MK Dons. Hull City won Peterborough 2. Peterborough moved into the top two places after coming from behind to win at Hull, thanks to two second half goals actually from Clark Harris and Dembele. Five league wins on the bounce now for Peterborough. So, definitely keeping the pressure on Lincoln City, who remain in top. And they next play Burton on Tuesday night, who are bottom of the table and without a win in six matches. So you'd think that would be a win for, well, you put money on Peterborough winning that one. So, yeah, they're keeping the pressure on Lincoln. And then also four goal thriller, Sunderland one, Portsmouth three. Four wins from five league matches now for Portsmouth, ending Sunderland's unbeaten start to the season. I don't think I realised that. They mustn't have won lots because they're not top of the table, are they? But they obviously have only just lost one match Sunderland uh, drawn four yeah oh crikey and both teams remain in the playoffs on 14 points so kind of even Stevens I think either team obviously we've mentioned before big clubs that would expect to go back up into the championship and Sunderland will want to get back to winning ways with a midweek match versus Rochdale away Rochdale won their last two matches so I think that'd be quite interesting actually because Rochdale have kind of got a bit of form going into it Sunderland have obviously lost their first match so, yeah, I think that'll be interesting. Uh, but that was my League 1 picks. What about League 2? League 2, uh, first one, Newport uh, went to top of the table. Uh, Bradford, again, not that long ago, they were a premiership club, Bradford, so they are a big team. Uh, but they got hammered 3-0 at home by Newport, taking them to top of the league, two points clear of Cambridge. Dimitro, Amond and Dolan scored the goals. Uh, only had 36% possession, but don't matter because they won 3-0, so... Brilliant effort from Newport. Hopefully they can get back over the border when they finish the match. Uh, and then we've got Morecambe versus Forest Green. So Morecambe kicked off really well, but it feels like their bubbles burst a little bit. Two late goals actually from Forest Green. They've only lost one, went to fourth. 
best of the West this week with a 2-1 win at Morecambe. Both goals in the last 10 minutes. They did dominate the match. 68% possession, 19 shots. Um, Mark Cooper is their manager. He's managed lots of lower league teams, Swindon, Notts County and lots of others. So, yeah, brilliant result for Forest Green. While on the subject of Forest Green, actually, I was looking through old Wikipedia and when I was looking for the manager and Dale Vince, I know he's the owner, he's um, the guy who owns Ecotricity. Big green statement at Forest Green as I found when I went there as a fan. Um, so a massive thing. But the other thing I didn't realise, another owner, when it lists the owners, Dale Vince is one of the owners and Hector Bellerin from Arsenal really? is another owner. Oh, wow, I didn't know so that. So that's quite interesting. That's cool. Vince is the chairman and the big influencer at the club, but Hector Bellerin's also an owner of Never Forest knew Green. That. How interesting. Very interesting. Maybe that's an eco thing that he's got or something. I'll have to yeah. investigate that. Ooh. Right, Rave. So this is where we let out what we think has done well, maybe something that we can celebrate within football because it's not all the things that we need to rant about. In the past, one of my rants was about the whole pay-per-view and now that's been flipped on its head and it's been turned into a rave because Newcastle United fans donated £20,000 to charity last weekend in protest against the Premier League's controversial pay-per-view scheme. So obviously they lost 4-1 to Man U last Saturday and that was one of the matches where they had to pay £14.95. And so the charity Not PPV campaign asked fans to donate to the city's West End Food Bank. So lots of other clubs have also apparently been following suit, I think including Burnley and Leeds fans, I think City fans as well. So I think it's fantastic. They've obviously been donating the money towards important causes and kind of taking a stand against the pay-per-view thing, which... Uh, in hindsight, I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah, brilliant. Very good. So, yeah, that was my rave for this week. Uh, mine, I've had a, a recently talked about the uh, up-and-coming and brilliant efforts of English strikers in the Premier League, in fact, in all four divisions. Uh, but this time, I'm going to go for uh, Cavani. How exciting is it to have a Uruguayan superstar in the Premier League? He managed to make his debut, first touch, nearly scored. Hopefully, he'll settle in and do well there. I mean, they must think he's got something about him. He's got the number seven shirt. Uh, which famously has been worn by George Best, Cantona, Brian Robson, Ronaldo, Beckham. So to get the number seven shirt, I mean, that's a real fantastic thing. Uh, he only really had three other big teams in his uh, career, Palermo, Napoli and PSG, 413 games, 250 goals. So he's a prolific striker, 50 goals for Uruguay in just over 100 games. So let's have some exciting times, hopefully, for Cavani. <laughs> Barnet of the week. I think we might be picking the same one now because you've just mentioned a certain Edison Cavani and um, I did do some stats as well about the whole number seven shirt, which you completely uh, demolished me in because I only put Beckham, Canton and Ronaldo. So yeah, he's going to be my Barnet of the week. Do you know he's only 33 years old? Yes, he that's right. He looks a yeah. bit older than that, Yeah, he does. Think? Yeah, he's, he's fit as a fiddle though. Yeah, and obviously made his Premier League debut, like you said, and... I think he is partly iconic due to his hair, like instantly recognisable, never really changed it, always had the long locks, probably one of the last remaining Alice Band wearers. You could say that looks now kind of like out the window, we've got a lot of like blonde hairs, shaved hairs. But if you think of like the old fashioned traditional footballer, like European, that kind of vibe, like say he used to play for like PSG, I would think Edison Cavani would kind of like summarise that traditional look. 
So he's definitely my Barnet of the week. Have we clashed on that? No, no, I've oh, got okay. uh, I've got a random one, which is actually the uh, owner of Forest Green Rovers, Dale Vince, who um, looks a bit he's, he looks a bit like the uh, manager of Wickham. Um, okay. So yeah, he's got nice long hair, and he's definitely um, when you when you Google him and see him, he's definitely eco friendly. A Barnet of the week. Right, ones to watch for next week. Well, let's start with the midweek matches. So if you go for championship and then I've got a league one, then you've got league two, and then I'll go the Premier League because that's next weekend. Yeah, so championship, a couple of midweek matches. You've got uh, Blackburn Rovers, Reading. So Reading unbeaten, top of the table. Blackburn up and down, really. Just had a good 4-0 win at Coventry. So home form's not as good. I'm not quite sure, actually. So yeah, but it's a inter- really interesting one to watch. And could be uh, Reading's first defeat. And then you've got Wickham, Watford. Wickham were so close to getting a point yesterday. Uh, Norwich got a free kick in the 90-something minute. Oh, no. So, yeah, Wickham's still pointless. Watford third. Uh, you've got to fancy Watford, but uh, surely Wickham are going to get a point soon. So, for League One, I've gone for... I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Obviously, Rochdale, Sunderland. The fact that Rochdale have got two back-to-back wins... Um, and Sunderland obviously lost their first match. That was one of them at 7.45 on Tuesday. And at the same time, I've gone for Plymouth versus Doncaster. Both teams obviously pushing for the playoffs. Plymouth have drawn and lost their last two matches, and Doncaster will be disappointed to lose to Crew over the weekend. So both two teams that probably need a win, kind of in the same place, same part of the table. So it probably got draw written all over it. But um, yeah, I thought that would be definitely one to watch for League One. And then League Two, uh, similar actually, two teams that are draw specialists. So midweek you've got Mansfield versus Barrow. They've both played eight. Neither team has won. They've both drawn five and they've both lost three. So um, either they're going to draw again and they'll be exactly the same record or one of them will win and then it'll change it all. So again, you'd put your money in a draw, but um, hopefully it won't be Mansfield versus Barrow. The other one is South End Rock Bottom uh, without a win playing Oldham, who are third from bottom. So, again, Southend will be bigging it up, thinking that's their big chance to uh, to get some points. So, Southend versus Oldham. And then Premier League, obviously, said it's next Saturday, 31st. Just gone for one match. I've gone for the early kickoff, 12.30, Sheffield United versus Man City. Obviously, Sheffield United played really well, despite losing Anfield 2-1. Still yet to win. And Man City drew against West Ham. Aguero's injured, not quite at their best. So I don't know. I feel like Sheffield United could get something out of that one. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I think they've, uh, they'll have they give it a good old go. I think the most of the pundits, nobody ever seems to think they're going to go down or struggle. Yeah. So um, hopefully, they're, yeah, they've got a good chance. So they've definitely been playing better and they'll be thinking they deserve some points. They deserve a win at least somewhere down the line. So, yeah, that one's going to be my one to watch for next week. <laughs> Right, that's it for this week of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. I think just based off all the results in general, it's pretty clear that all the leagues are kind of like up and down and it's going to be very open overall and very entertaining as per usual. So we'll be back with some more Football Chants and Rants with the Plants next weekend. We'll see you then.